I'm Deanna. And I'm Ben. Welcome to Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're reviewing the new haunted house film, Things Heard and Seen. Hey. Hey. I think I've found the perfect house for us. You thought this through? George really wants this. I owe it to him to at least try. You know, when I saw this place, I knew immediately it was for us. There's definitely updating that needs to be done here. Yeah, certainly could use a paint job. Yeah, but look at these bones. You're an exceptional husband. Then you are an exceptional wife. Ben Hameen, what are your thoughts on this movie? I thought Things Heard and Seen was watchable, if a bit unremarkable. <laughs> I was anticipating this movie. I thought, ooh, a new supernatural haunted house movie on Netflix with Amanda Seyfried. And it looked like it could be interesting. It was based on a book. And it certainly felt like a book. It was a lot of domestic drama and scenes of people talking. I think they forgot a lot of the time that this is supposed to be a horror movie. There's supposed to be some hauntings, and I thought it was lacking in that department. I do think that that is a good note to mention that there was some... People did forget that there was, it was supposed to be a haunted house movie, you know? It, it's, it really was more so of a drama in that way. Yes, there was definitely a thriller aspect to it, but whenever there were ghostly encounters, yes, they happened, but it wasn't the way... I think it happened a lot in certain in certain chunks, and then in between it was kind of like, okay, so hello, when like is it gonna ha- is more gonna happen? And and then then there would be that reminder of oh wait wait we gotta put in more okay let's put a bunch at this time. And Amanda plays a character named Catherine, and Catherine is seeing these figures that. She definitely can tell, oh, this is something paranormal. This is something that is, I don't understand and it's scary to me. And it's even so much that it's scaring her daughter. It creates also a source of conflict in the film. It, you know, there's, it's, it's, it is a part of the film. I do think that there was that effort to still remind the audience that that was a part of conflict, a part of general contention, a part of, of the character's wish to understand more about the home. It was part of it, but it didn't amount really to anything. Right. It was night after night, the little girl maybe sees something or senses a presence, and then Catherine is sensing a presence there. They don't really do anything. Yeah. Until she meets another character. Catherine moves to upstate New York with her husband, George, who recently got a teaching job up there. They have to move away from where they were living in Manhattan with their little daughter. This takes place in 1980. And so 
a lot of the movie is them adjusting to this new place, meeting some people, and they get entangled with their lives. It almost felt like a TV movie. There was some melodrama and secrets being kept. There are occasional scenes where either the daughter or Amanda feels a presence in the house, but nothing really comes of it. It's very mild. But this really is more of a mystery drama with the husband succumbing to his less-than-ethical behaviors that we find out about, and Catherine starts to relate more to her new neighbors and her new friends, and there's some conflict that comes about there. It was strange. This really was not centrally about a haunted house. That's part of it. So I think it's very odd to label this as a haunted house movie because it really wasn't as substantial as it should have been. I'm new in town and I would love to learn more about the older homes in the area. I don't know anybody up here. Well, you do now. My wife doesn't know what happened here. I think it would be better if we kept it that way. Everything in the natural world has a counterpart in the spiritual realm. All so inconsequential. I say death is only the beginning. My wife is the true believer of the family. You do not want to get us started on all that stuff. Some of the kind of freaky things happen when they initially move into the house and she finds like this bible that then has part of the family lineage and then she tries to do more research on the original owners of the house and different events that have happened in that area and slowly she learns more and more about events that have happened within the home more recently and things that have obviously occurred during the beginning of when the house was originally built and so that's also kind of a big part of the story even in the end too and some of that was interesting learning about past events in the house and her realization that there's been deaths and that's why she might feel this supernatural presence and why she keeps smelling a strange smell at night that her husband dismisses and you learn she has to figure out why that's happening there are clues and and odd things that happen in the house that make things very clear that there's some kind of presence that needs to be acknowledged yeah and it's really frustrating because Catherine and the daughter franny they both acknowledge and can sense and definitely Catherine can smell particular smells that that are just so obvious to her. Then when she brings it up to her husband, George, George frequently will dismiss them or make her feel as though she's ridiculous for even bringing up any sort of mention of, oh, do you smell that? Why is this happening? And so she finally, she gets frustrated because she feels like, hey, like there needs to be an explanation to this and we're living in this house. We can't just accept things as they are when this is now our home like we need to figure out what's going on here right and that leads to her connecting with her friends her neighbors who are very open with her and they have a connection 
while George is connecting with his work colleagues and fellow teachers. There, and there's more drama that comes about with that, and this leads to some twists and turns. The, the focus, for a while, it veers away from the, the Haunted House story, and it really focuses on George a lot. It really is a case of two main characters, that's just my opinion, because there's so much time devoted to George. I feel and it's, that. And it's not that we're rooting for him. It's just the fact that he's he really takes a lot of action, I'll say. And he really does a lot more in the movie than I was expecting. I, agree. I thought if... I think if it was a better movie overall, if it was a little more interesting, was much more scary, and there was a lot more effort put in to the supernatural side, I think that could have been really strong because the acting here is good it really keeps this easier to watch i think it'd be pretty dull to sit through if, if you had actors who were just really blah in here i mean amanda seafried is like really good in this movie oh yeah i think she was almost too good i feel like she deserves to be she should keep doing classy movies like mank because she's she's up to the task for sure and she's always been funny in all those comedies she's done but I like the way she's going with picking some more challenging projects more recently. She was in that first Reformed movie with Ethan Hawke. When the movie kind of transitions to being more so about George, I think there's like these early indications where you think... Where I, I definitely thought to myself when I was talking to Ben, I thought, mm, I'm not really liking this guy. There's you, you secrets know, being kept, doing sleazy things. He just ends up being... Not the most lovable. George, to me, he, he's not likable. Yeah, he does a lot of unlikable, not okay things. And you just feel bad for Catherine. And she definitely is able to relate to her professor friend of George, who believes her about the presence in her house. And they even hold a seance. And everyone's very accepting of this i think this is one of those cases where it's it's the house in the town that everyone kind of knows is has some creepy things going on there could even be a supernatural presence and the way that goes it was started promising but it just doesn't go very far especially with all these mounting dilemmas and conflict the way it proceeds struck me as it just wasn't as exciting or invigorating as I feel like it should have been because it's a two-hour movie there's a lot of build-up there's a lot of psychological things that go on I appreciated that the characters felt like real people they weren't just stock pretty family with no personalities moving into a house and someone gets possessed by a demon and this and that happens this is a different movie. It's not completely generic. Yeah, definitely. I think that it is pretty cool that there are members of the community that are accepting. They they are willing to kind of say, okay, this is what I know about the home, or we'll be willing to have the seance with you, just like what you know you were saying, Ben. And I feel like it's also kind of tough because the character Catherine, she really is trying to create these bonds with people. She's trying to make a she's trying to kind of make her own life there 
but she has had to give up a lot from what she was doing in New York where she had a job. She was doing art restoration and then all of a sudden she's, you know, in this tiny town and she feels like she's not doing anything or contributing anything and that can be really tough if you're in that situation and you give up stuff like that, particularly for your partner, but then it's worse because in George's case, again, as I mentioned, he's not the most likable character. As you move along the film, you realize, oh, okay, well, it makes sense why, you know, she she's frustrated that she left things behind that she could have kept doing. Right, that's part of her feeling antsy and being more alert to things that are wrong in the house and their daughter, Franny, her encounters with the spirit or spirits in the house. Yeah, I I have to say, like, I loved F. Murray Abraham, uh, who plays Floyd. And he, you know, yes, he's been acting for a very long time, but his character was very compassionate and just seemed like, I don't know, one of those people where you'd be like, wow, I wish I knew that person in real life. And that was really, really nice to see that particular character come alive. I do think that it is interesting that they initially move for the purpose of it to be for George, but then kind of as they go along in this town and over time, it really kind of seems like, yeah, he has all these people who like him in the school particularly, but then it's like almost like some of his coworkers almost kind of like his wife more than him. And that even though she's lonely, that there's this where, where he kind of was like the big star of the show, the moment that she starts to kind of have a, a sense of attention or matters to to other people you get the sense like he's really unhappy about it and feels this need to do all these different things to kind of show like i'm important he's a character that really wants to be the center of attention yeah which it is a bummer with everything in the end the movie gets very heavy on that stuff with who george is and all these efforts he goes to to keep these secrets from getting out and Catherine isn't really the focus for a while. And I thought that could have turned into something really captivating, but it kind of comes back to that. And then I don't feel like it really is reaches its potential. There's a certain point where George's character, not that it becomes cartoonish, but there are just so many things one after the other that he's doing that he's trying to cover up. And it just becomes so much that it's just so obvious that he's clearly a bit of an antagonist and Catherine just has to get away. We're getting pretty far into the movie now. But point is, this is really more of a domestic drama with this haunted house story that's part of it. They do kind of come together at the end. I was afraid this movie was going to have a cop-out or just some quick, cheap resolution where i don't know a spirit kills them all at the end or kills someone and just stops everything dead and that's why it was even in there because again this doesn't really focus primarily on the haunted house parts on the scares it's there but it's just so mild for example this movie's rated tvma and i have no idea why this could be pg aside from one scene where there's some blood that lasts 20 seconds or something but it's, this is a very mild movie. I feel like a lot of people are going to be pretty disappointed when they turn this on thinking this is going to be some really creepy, atmospheric ghost story. It kind of short changes on that. Yeah, I definitely understand that particular sentiment. 
few things that I, I also wanted to mention. So without giving any particular spoilers, there are two films that I have to say certain interactions with the character George reminded me of different concepts of two films. One is as we move along the film and as viewers, you learn more and more about George's character, his personality, and yes, that's all really, really important because it shapes, of course, his actions. And it reminded me of a film that we reviewed before, which was Promising Young Woman and kind of these thoughts of those individuals who like to make certain choices and they kind of view it as like nothing's ever necessarily their fault, that everything is because of someone else and that they there's no culpability on their end. So maybe by watching this and you might understand what I mean. And another thing is that in the very end of the movie, there was an aspect that reminded me a lot about kind of a similar feeling that I got when I watched the movie called The House That Jack Built, which is by Lars von Trier, right? That's right, his latest movie. Yeah. One so, of my favorites from him. Yeah, and so I, I think that the ending of both The House That Jack Built and this movie... For me, I had I had a very similar like, oh wow, okay, that was a real ending. That was that was something, something going on here. If you watch a movie like The House That Jack Built or Hereditary from the same year, and you watch this right afterward back to back, this is gonna feel like a G-rated kitty movie compared to those. I know. It's so mild. I mean, I would say this is a great kind of movie where let's say if you're home with your parents or something and maybe they they want they're in a spooky mood it's around halloween time or with little kids even though there's a lot of adult drama but this is a very approachable good introduction to into the horror genre i guess if i'm if i want to give it a compliment it's broad nothing that crazy or insane happens that you haven't seen before if you like halloween movies if you like haunted house movies and if you obviously, if you have a Netflix account, this is a Netflix original film, so it's there and it'll stay there forever. I'm starting to see things, and I'm scared to tell George about it. If you're coming in, shut the door behind you. What do you want? I told George the whole story. I need to know what happened. Somebody help us! Is something wrong, Kath? <gasps> oh, oh. With this film, I do think that if you're curious, yeah, you can give it a watch, but it's not something that blew me away. There is a lot of kind of these philosophical, spiritual aspects to the film, so keep that in mind. I liked that stuff. Yeah, I did like that as well, but I also know that we're the type of people who like that kind of stuff like that, and each person has, you know, their own 
we know everyone's different. We get it. I did enjoy that aspect and that made it the, the film more interesting and more captivating to me. I think if that was excluded, then I would have definitely been like, no, don't watch this. This is boring. No. But I do, I do think it gave it another dynamic, which is good. I would say if you're curious, watch it. But it's okay. It's like the only, the main reason why I would watch it and or I would really recommend it is because of Amanda Seyfried's performance and the type of, I guess just generally that it's newer and things like that. But otherwise it's not, it's not at all what we thought or expected it would be for a haunted house film. We went into it and when we realized what was going on, I know we both were like, oh, all right. That's a different film than, than I feel like what it kind of advertised itself. This happens a lot. Trailers and marketing, they just release it to get as many people to watch and they don't seem to really care about the reactions or that it's kind of misleading. I was surprised by how many high caliber actors were in this, given how just, like I said, it, it feels like like kind of like a TV movie. You know, the actress, Ray Seahorn, who plays Kim Wexler. She was really good. The actors all give very good performances, so they definitely elevate this beyond mediocrity. This movie takes place in 1980, as we mentioned, and I was thinking that the way it's proceeding, it almost felt like it should be from a more innocent time, because it's lacking that ferocity and that singular voice that other recent ghost stories and creepy movies, that other recent movies have really been have really been trying to do things differently and I had a similar thought as when I watched The Little Things where I think this movie should have come out about 40 years ago and maybe some director or writer could have spun it to be a little bit more unique than it was and it could have been a nice slow moving kind of classic ghost story I feel like that's sort of what it was going for it just yeah I just don't think it quite connected it didn't all come together it's a complicated movie because there is a lot going on. You can't just dismiss it as a right. shallow, completely derivative, just another disposable thing on Netflix. Hmm. Having said that, I don't think I could recommend this if it was in the theater and you were paying theater prices. Right. But since it's just on Netflix, you know, you can give it a watch and see if it's for you. You know, you can stop at any time. It doesn't cost any money. And there are certainly worse things you can watch. This keeps you engaged for the most part. Just don't expect an amazing ending or any kind of crazy, neat ghost stuff or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am with you there. It's a very reserved movie. It's a chill movie. <laughs> I think this is going to be forgotten by everyone in a week. If you want to contact us with any comments or questions or thoughts on this film... You can reach us at filmscaped at gmail.com. That's F-I-L-M-S-C-A-P-E-D at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram at Filmscape Podcast. We always look forward to hearing from you and any question or comment may be featured on our next episode.